0: Hey guys, we're so excited to share this message with you on the Center Set podcast. My name is Ethan and I lead worship here at Center Set. We'd love for you to download our app so that you can keep up with all that is happening in our community. Text Center Set to seven seven nine seven seven 77 to download. Three weeks ago was a collection of talks that God really put on my heart about a year ago called Bold Christians. It has now become this five-week collection of talks. And uh, we have a very special guest speaker today. Come on. Can we give Pastor Daniel Fernandez a center-set welcome? Come on! For those of you that don't know, Pastor Daniel is the chaplain for LPU University, Life Pacific University. Uh, He just got married. Can we shout out? I preached last week on Genesis chapter 1 that when... uh, When Adam saw a naked woman, he sang. So so Daniel's singing. But let's 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 give let me pray real quick for Pastor Daniel, because I just believe he's got a word for us. You guys ready for God's word today? Amen. God, we just pray for Pastor Daniel. God, would you fill him with your spirit? God, do you have a message for us? We we didn't come, God, for information. We came for transformation. God, speak to us. God, change us. May we leave this place looking more like you, talking more like you. And if you believe it, everybody said. Amen, amen.
1: Um, Like Pastor Ellie said, um, a few things have changed since the last time I've been here, um, which has been uh, a couple years. The first thing is, as as you mentioned, I, I got married three and a half months ago, and it's been... Incredible, um, and we actually get to live on the campus at Life Pacific University. Um, I I serve as the campus pastor there, for like on officially on paper campus chaplain. Um, but like students are like, what's a chaplain? I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm a campus pastor, okay? I'm hel- I'm gonna help you out. So um, get to serve on the campus and uh, get to love on young people, young adults. Uh, that are going through some crazy stuff. If you're in college, um, I, I love that age. And we're we just had somebody at the house who's going through a breakup, and you know all this stuff. And we're just like, oh Lord, we're gonna help you out. And it just it, it's like, you know, my wife actually does like charcuterie boards, and like sometimes it's like you know somebody doesn't need prayer. You need to eat some like cheese and some meat, you know. <laughs> And I cook some, I grill some steaks and some, some ribs, and I'm like, look, I'm going to pray for you, but you need some steak, and a good, you need some ribs, okay? Because, um, uh, you know, it's so, so we just get to serve practically, get to serve students on the campus. I've been there now for two and a half years, and obviously one year was led through uh, the pandemic, and Pastor Ali actually got to share uh, one of our chapels last year, and it was incredible. I think it was this year. Was it spring? of 2021 what year is it I don't even know um whatever year it was uh but just incredible your friendship your just your relationship we we love you so much and uh excited to be here we drove in we got here at four okay uh we rented a car in LA and we're like oh five hours it's gonna be easy we left at 9 a.m got here at four so um it, it was a long day But it's worth it because I really felt like the Lord put a a message on my heart for this community. I always get nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been doing this now. This is actually a special Sunday, and I realized that this morning as I was driving here. But I preached my very first sermon uh, in November this date. It was the weekend of Thanksgiving, um, and I preached it. It was in November of 2005, I was—I had just turned uh, 18 years old, and I preached my very first sermon, and it was on, uh, you know, uh, what was it? "Delight in the Lord; He will give you the desires of your heart." I, that was my very first sermon I preached. I, it was horrible. Um, <laughs> it was horrible. I, that we deleted all the CDs, you know. It was—it was. My mom recorded it on a CD, and uh, we 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 burned all those copies and all the pictures. We threw out, um, but. Uh, just such an honor to get to preach the word of God, man. And I always get nervous um, not, to, not to speak in front of a crowd or not to, I don't get nervous about you liking me. I, I just get so nervous that I just want to communicate what God put on my heart for you. And uh, I, I, I've never preached this before. I did post an Instagram on it about two weeks ago. It's just a thought I've been in about how we determine value in our life. I think in culture right now, it's like what's important and what isn't? I think we've got that really mixed up. Like I think some people make some things really important and other people, you're making things that should be important, not important at all. And so I think we're a little bit mixed up and I just wanna kind of dive into this idea of of how we determine value, and I titled the message today, it's it's called a, the scale, uh, a scale problem, a scale problem, um, I, I was going to title it, you don't have a weight problem, but I didn't want to offend anyone, so I just, I wanted, I want to be safe with that, so I called it a scale problem, okay, um, but uh, how many of you, come on, put on some pandemic pounds, all right, Lord, I, I, I weighed, um, I don't want to tell you how much I weighed, but, it's it's embarrassing because i'm i'm small so any weight i gain is immediately noticeable and like i i knew that i gained some weight when like my dad during the pandemic last year kind of did this he just went like that and he's like oh and i'm like what happened and i'm like looking in the mirror i'm like wow this is this has got to go okay Um, But uh, come on, it's not a weight problem, it's a scale problem, okay? That's what we're going to talk about today. And um, I'm just also excited, um, just since I've been here, again, I got married, I got into grilling, and um, the Dodgers won the World Series. And I think that's really important for you uh, to know that here in this area, just to know that the Dodgers won, praise God. All right. All right, let's go to the word, amen? You're like, come on, preach, Dan. Let's go to Daniel chapter five. Daniel chapter five. And I love that you guys are in the book of Daniel. It's my favorite book, okay? Let me tell you. I think he did this on purpose, Pastor Ali. said, you know what? I'm gonna invite a Daniel to preach On Daniel. So Daniel chapter 5, reading a few verses. For the sake of time, I want to give you just the context and dive into just verses 26 through 28. Um, But here's the story, okay? Here's the context here. Belshazzar is a, a, a king, and he is giving a banquet to his uh, thousands of his nobles, and they drank wine together. And during the ceremony, Belshazzar says, hey, let's bring out some of the, some of the goblets and some of the cups from Jerusalem, because Jerusalem, all the Jewish people were under captivity at that time. Um, and and he says, let's bring out some of the stuff that we stole basically from the temple in Jerusalem. Let's use that, and he served everybody a glass of wine, come on, you know, and some nice Tupperware. He said, all right, here's. it's from Jerusalem. It's beautiful. Look at the etching, and it's just awesome. Everybody got one. Well, during the banquet party, a hand appeared and wrote on the wall, and obviously, everybody's terrified. Can you imagine at a party, you're, you're, you're enjoying this time together, and all of a sudden, there's a hand that appears and writes something on the wall. And so, obviously, everybody's freaked out. Um, and Nebuch- uh, sorry, Nebuchadnezzar was the father of Belshazzar. Belshazzar says, hey, we, what, is, what does this word say? So they find Daniel. Daniel comes, interprets the words, and now we're here in verse 26. This is the interpretation now of what the word says. In verse 26, this is the inscription that was written. Mene, mene, tekel, parson. I don't know if that's accurate in the way I'm pronouncing it, but I'm just reading it. Okay, (laughs) praise God, here we go. Here are these, here's what the words mean. And Daniel is like, a boss, okay? He had got astrologers, his wise men to try to interpret it. Nobody could. Daniel was the one that came in and he said, If you do this, I'm gonna give you all this. If Daniel says, Keep your stuff. I don't need your stuff. I'll tell you what this means. And he says, Mene, God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end in front of all the people, in front of everybody there. He goes, oh, you want to know what this means? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you what it means. Your days are numbered. Tekel, you have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Paris, not Paris, but Perez. Your kingdom is divided and given to Medes and Persians. Then at Belshazzar's command, Daniel was clothed in purple, a gold chain. Come on, somebody. A gold chain was put around his neck, and he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. That very night, Belshazzar, king of the Babylonians, was slain, and Darius and me took over the kingdom at the age of 62. I want to talk about a message, again, I've titled a a scale Problem, a scale problem. If I can go back to my notes here, that would be awesome. So Jesus, we got 29 minutes and 31 seconds. We're gonna we're gonna milk the rest of this time. Okay, well we're gonna enjoy this 29 and 23 seconds together. I'm not gonna take any more time because we only have 29. All right, Jesus, thank you for this time. I pray that you would speak to us. I pray that anybody that's come in here and needs. Needs uh, assurances. They need to be encouraged in their faith, Lord. People struggling in their families, people struggling in their finances, people struggling in their faith, Lord, wherever they are. God, I just thank you that you have brought them here to this community of believers, this community of faith, to be encouraged, to know, Lord, that they may not have the answer to the problem, but Lord, maybe sometimes we don't need the answer to the problem. We just need an encounter with you in this moment. So, Lord, do what only you can do, speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Again, just a little bit of, a <clears throat> of the context there. They're having that great party. And uh, the, the, they bring out this, these items, these, these precious items from Jerusalem. Now, the fact that they were hidden away, the fact that they weren't the main items tells you that there was a sense of value that Belshazzar had for them. And, and he didn't bring those out, just the first, you know, round of drinks, they weren't, they weren't the special cups. He waited and he brought out the special cups till later and that was when, at that point, the hand on the wall appears. Obviously, judgment came on him for that. But I, I think the word that really I've been thinking about and kind of uh, has been a theme in my life over the last few uh, weeks has been this idea of, a scale and weights, and um, again, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't go to the gym. I, I should, um, but I'm not like a weight person. Um, I, I think I've gained some pounds, as I said, um, but it's just, it's just here, you know. Maybe thighs, you know, whatever. We're not going to get into the details of that, but um, I, I think there's been a little bit of a theme, right, of a scale and weight, and I was reading scripture. And I found something so interesting that God is like kind of obsessed with scales and weights. I was looking at scripture and I, I mean, throughout, this wasn't just like one text. I started to see this idea because in Daniel, God says, hey, you have been weighed on the scales and been found wanting. I have a little scale right here, by the way. And, and, and God literally was like, okay, here you go. You've been weighed on the scale and you've been found wanting wanting. Like, this isn't the first time that scales and weights had been mentioned. And I've been obsessed with this idea of scales and weights in scriptures. Like, what, what's the big deal? Why, why say this? Why include this in this part of, of the story? Why write this on the wall, God? Why go in, in Leviticus chapter 19, in verse 36, God says, use honest scales and weights, An honest epath, an honest hen, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. So God's like, use honest scales, use honest weights. I am God who brought you out of Egypt. Like, whoa, whoa, Lord, it's not a big deal. It's just, if the scale's off a little bit, God, it's done. no, 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 use honest scales. God's like, not not playing around. It's kind of crazy. And then you go to like Deuteronomy chapter 25, do not have two differing weights in your bag, one heavy and one light. Do not have two differing measures in your house, one large, one small. You must have accurate and honest weights and measures so that you may live long in the land the Lord God is giving you. Like, what? Oh, God's like, you want to live here a long time? You're like, yes, I do, sure do. You want to live in this land? You like it, huh? Oh, Lord, I love it. It's a great land. Okay, um, do not have differing weights. Have accurate weights. Have accurate scales. And you start to see this theme that God cares about this thing that seemingly seems like it's insignificant. Like, okay, God God being God, making, making a big deal, Lord, about a little scale and a weight. It's just a minor tweak. I just keep some differing weights on me just for, you know, some, some just, for, you know just for fun. I just go, Lord, what's the big deal? God's like, oh, oh you want to do that? You're not going to live long in the land that I'm giving you. It's like, whoa, God, what did I do? I didn't kill anybody. I didn't do that. Well, God, I'm not sinning. But there's something that we miss. In this, Job chapter, chapter 31, verse six, this is Job talking. He says, let God weigh me in honest scales and he will know that I am blameless. So Job was even aware like, God, you, you, you're the judge. Weigh me in honest scales. In Ezekiel chapter 45, verse 10, you are to use accurate scales in accuracy path and in accurate whatever the word is there. Hosea 12, 7, the merchant uses dishonest scales and loves to defraud. Micah 6, 1, 6, 11, shall I, shall I acquit someone with dishonest scales with a bag of false weights? Proverbs 11, 1, probably the most intense one. The Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. The Lord detests inaccurate scales. Now, um, again, let's dive in a little bit deeper because that's why we're here on a Sunday. It's not just to you know, worship God, but we wanna dive into the word. What does the word of God say? I wanna give you a little Bible study today. Is that good? Is that all right? I want you to learn something about scripture. I don't just want you to get out of here and be like, woo! What did he say? Because sometimes we could hype you up, but how is this gonna apply to your Monday morning? Look, how's this word gonna apply six months from now? How's this word gonna apply in your life when you're gonna work and you're struggling in family stuff and you're going through stuff? How's this word gonna apply? So I want this to apply to your everyday life. So let's do a little study here because if we're talking about, wait, it's like clearly God cares about weights. Now, the the most, like, obvious, you know, interpretation is God cares that we don't cheat people out of money financially. I mean, that's the most basic interpretation in those days, right? You were trading certain things. So what they would do is that they would have certain, like, false weights, that they would keep and defraud someone out of what they're trying to sell or buy. And it was a common practice. That's why God says those that the merchants love to defraud people with those false weights and false scales. This was a common practice in those times. People in like the, you know, tax collectors and the merchants were known as corrupt people. And so so God is clearly saying like, obviously the way that you do business and, 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 and financial transactions should be honest. I think that's great. But I think there's something a little deeper to this because God is going, I detest false weights. Oh, Belshazzar, you've been weighed and you've been found wanting. Oh, you wanna live long in the land? Have accurate Weights and scales. Why is it that God cares so much about this? You know, when you think about a scale, the purpose of a scale is to determine somethings, the, the value of something. When you talk about like, you know, a scale, in those days especially, you're talking about like, oh, this is determining a value for something. And so here's the issue that I believe God had. He said, if if you mess with the scale, you're not getting an accurate read of what you should value. So, so you're messing with this and you're not understanding what's really important. This is what I'm talking about is, how do we determine value today? See, I think our scales are totally out of whack today and today's not culture, because we all know culture's crazy. I'm talking about the church culture. I'm talking about us In what, like, what do we value as Jesus followers? Because I can always tell what you value is off, by, by it's like the, the scales are off. It's not that, it's like, look, watch, I got some, so I got it, look, here, let me, let's try this, all right, you ready? So here's what happens. If the scale is off, what we place on the scale, we will not have an accurate read of it. So this is what is happening in culture right now is that you have something like this. You have someone like this, okay? So um, family. Put family on there. And it doesn't seem to be getting as high of a read as it used to. But all of a sudden... You put social status, and it's like, oh man, this weighs so much. Social status. And so, what I weigh, I'm not getting an accurate description of because the scales are off. And so, you've got a culture that's putting value on things that don't weigh anything. You've got a culture that's putting value on things that will not last. See, when you, when you weigh something, you're determining its value. And how you determine something's value is by saying, this is gonna last. That's why gold lasts. That's why, I mean, when I bought the diamond, let me tell you, I bought a diamond, okay? I bought a diamond. And the guy showed me, I, I, this was, if, you're, if you don't know about this, about diamonds, it's not about, see, I was deceived, I thought it was just how big the diamond was. I thought it was, oh man, I'm gonna get the biggest diamond ever. I mean, everybody's gonna be impressed. and be like, whoa, Dan went all out. And so the guy showed me, I was like, show me your biggest diamond. And he shows me one and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. How much is that? And he tells me the price. I'm like, okay, yeah, no. I thought thought they were more expensive than that. I was like, I mean, for as big as that is, that's a pretty big diamond, Dan. I mean, dude, that's like like $400. That's right in my budget. (laughs) It's interesting, right? And then all of a sudden, he starts showing me some other diamonds that get a little bit smaller, but they weigh a little more, and their value goes up. And all of a sudden, I have this massive diamond and this little tiny .91 (laughs) carat sitting next to that. And one is small but weighs more. (laughs) What if, listen, I... What if we've been calling something gold that isn't? What if we've been putting all of our investment into something that we're saying, this is where it's at. It's valuable. It's valuable because I've weighed it. See, and everyone else has weighed it. And everyone else says that this is really important. What if the scales are off? We're not reading this thing, right? What if family was more important than social status? Listen, to every parent listen, I've been married three months. I don't know anything, OK? <laughs> I can't imagine having a kid, my God. I feel like I'm just my, I would lose myself. I have a new grace for parents. But listen, I want to tell you this to every parent, it's the greatest thing in the world to invest in your family. And isn't it wild that we're living in a culture that says that this isn't as important as this? This is garbage, man. It won't last. This will. We have a, we have, how about this one? Are you ready? Is this okay? Are you learning something? How about this one? Okay. So I'm I'm careful with this one because influence. So influence is not bad. I just want to tell you it does weigh something because you know what what you can do with your influence is influence people. <laughs> you can help people. You could do something with your influence, but but here's here's what culture has done. The pursuit of influence has become more weighty than just letting God do it. So we spent, we go, oh, no, 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 you got to, this, this is so important right here. This is, this is, trust me, you got to pursue influence. It's garbage. No. Let God do it. <laughs> how, how about this one? I, I forget which ones I got. <laughs> how about this one? Friendship. Like, Friendship. True friends, loyal friends that you've had for more than six months. <laughs> you know, <laughs> for, more than, for more than five years, those are the rare ones. But you know what culture says? Church culture, too. Your Instagram follow. That's more important than having true, loyal friendships. Kingdom Friendships. Kingdom relationships that will walk through you, brothers and sisters in the faith that will walk through life with you and walk through difficult moments with you. And, and they'll walk with you in the great moments with you. But what we've done in today's culture is that we, it's like, it's like we weigh both things and somehow this weighs more than this. But it's just garbage. It's garbage. How about this one? How about this one? Big church. Big church. Yeah, you gotta have a big church. This, this, this determines value. How about, how about this one? A healthy church. <laughs> how about that? But what, but the cult, the church culture we live in is that we go, oh man, this, this is where it's at. And God's like, what? You're changing up the scales. You're messing with the weights. That doesn't matter. This matters. Do, do you wanna know? Look, and I'm, listen, you wanna know why in Mark chapter 12, the story, Of of the woman, it says Jesus sat down, the opposite place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money in the treasury. Many rich people threw in, watch, large amounts. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples, Jesus said, Truly, I tell you, this woman, this poor widow, has put more in the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Listen, you gotta know the way that God views the weights is different. They're throwing on bags. Oh, Lord, look at all the, look at this. Woo-hoo, big giving. This woman gives a little bit. God's like, she has given more in the scale of the kingdom. Listen, for next week's generosity and giving, I wanna encourage you to do something that you've never done before. See, some of us, we all want the, the, the benefits of something, right? We all want, oh man, I want the benefits. What What are you actually doing to invest in, to give where your treasure is, that's where your heart is? I wanna encourage you. And it does. if it's this much, God's gonna honor it. God's gonna honor it. Isn't that wild? Like. The kingdom scale is different than ours. I don't think we have a weight problem. I think we have a scale problem. And what I feel like the Lord is saying is that we've got to recalibrate. Let me reword that. We need to allow the Lord to recalibrate the scales of our life to determine what Actually matters in our life. What actually matters in our Christian life? What actually matters? I wrote down a few other ones that some of us, you know, we, we, we think of, like, you know. Never mind. I'll just. I'll, I have. I have like ten minutes. I had like fifteen of them, but I'm just gonna go into the next thing. Um. I really think that if we're gonna move into this next season if we're going to move into 2022 feeling a sense of, of value in what we do in life we've got to say lord recalibrate the scales we've been we, and listen we've got to come to the lord and say god maybe we've been maybe we've been elevating things and valuing things that truly don't matter what matters god what matters to you what's the bible say that is eternal. What actually matters in the kingdom of God, that's what I want to focus on. I'm so, listen, I'm so tired of, of, of focusing so much energy on these things that are garbage. That's why Paul in Philippians says, I used to focus on these things. I used to pride myself in these things. And he says, but now I count it as worthless garbage for the priceless gain of knowing Jesus. There are some things that we've got to understand. God wants to reset the scale because we've been focusing on garbage and God says, you've got to focus on gold, on family, on your faith, on the church community. Listen, this is important. The gathering of the body of Christ is Important. As the piano or whoever comes up, because I got eight minutes, and that's how you know someone's about to end a sermon. Okay, when the (laughs) worship team comes up, listen, if you're new to church, as soon as they say, as the worship team comes up, you can start getting excited (laughs) because church is about to end, okay? (laughs) Praise God. Sometimes you're in those churches, though, where that happens, and then they go on another 45 minutes or an hour so. Sometimes that's okay. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about um, this idea, right? So God really cares about scales because scales determine value. Think about Belshazzar. Why was this so significant? Why was this so significant? Because clearly Belshazzar understood the value of what he had because he didn't bring it out at first, he brought it out afterward. And so he understood that, but something happened in this moment where God had to intervene. Again, God cares about how we determine value. So the moment he brought out this expensive, beautiful, vintage, come on, somebody, vintage Jewish relics, brought them out, and he gave them out to everybody. Oh, pour your drinks on there all the nobles and all your concubines and all, oh yeah, drink out of these beautiful cups. See, he knew the value and yet still gave them out. And I started to think about this and I thought about this idea that Belshazzar took what was valuable and used it as common. He he took something that was valuable and he used it as common and how many of us have taken what is valuable and have treated it as common i don't want to guilt trip anybody here right but but like our bible (laughs) let's just start there our bible the word of god the light to our feet our nourishment right double-edged sword God's word to us Jesus in in the word that's I mean his it's living it's active but it's stored away somewhere taking what is valuable and treating it as common how about church attendance how about that and it's I know It can get legalistic, and you go, oh, it's not about legalism. You've got to understand that. It's not about, like, checking off a list of, like, well, I'm checking who's here, checking it twice. I'm going to find out who's been naughty or nice. Like, that's not, like, God's not a cosmic Santa Claus checking the list of good or bad every year. But did you know church isn't necessarily, yes, it's to honor God, but it's for each other. The church is not a building, (laughs) We learned that, that during the pandemic, the church is people. But some of us, we've taken something that is valuable and we treat it as common because the scales are off. And we're using maybe culture to help us determine what's important. We're using our past distort and corrupt what's important. Belshazzar used something that was of value as common. How are we determining value? My prayer for you, and I'm sorry that I wasn't um, more encouraging today in my preaching. I wasn't like shouting and you're not leaving here just like, Man, I feel so encouraged. Maybe you are, but I hope that you feel challenged. I hope that you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit to say, hey, you know what? Man, I've been been saying something's gold that isn't. And I've been saying that something is common that is so valuable. God, forgive us. Forgive us. Because, Lord, clearly you care about how we determine value. So help us focus on the right things. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes. Jesus, if you're here today and you say, hey, you know what, Dan, um, I needed that word. I'm raising my hand, by the way, because I needed that word. I need Jesus to recalibrate and reset the scales in my heart you're a Christian, you love Jesus, but maybe you've been focusing on the wrong things. You've been, maybe the scales a little bit off. Every head bowed, every eye closed, you say, hey, you know what? I want to make a prayer. Jesus, reset the scales. Show me what matters. Would you just put your hand on your heart right now? That's me. So that's me. Jesus, reset the scales. Lord, I pray for everybody right now that is in this room with their hand on their heart right now, Lord, saying just a very genuine prayer to say, God, I forgive me because I, I've, I've treated something that maybe doesn't weigh as much as gold. Jesus, reset the scales of our hearts to focus on what matters most in life, the things that are eternal, not the things that are temporal. This world will not last. The things of this world will not last, but what is eternal will last. So God, help us focus on that. We thank you for that right now. If you're in this room today and you've never put your faith in Jesus, every eye closed, every head bowed, you say, I've never, you've never put your faith in Jesus. Or maybe you have, but you've walked away. And maybe you're, kind of what I was talking about, you sort of haven't valued this, haven't valued the right things and you've walked away from your faith and today is your day. You say, I wanna rededicate my life to the Lord. I wanna rededicate my life. If that's you, would you just put your hand on your heart? I wanna pray with you all over the room. I'm looking around. When you say this, Jesus, come into my heart. Change me from the inside out. From this day forward, I'm yours. Forgive me for my sins. And today I receive your free gift of salvation. Change me from the inside out and help me to know and value what matters most to you in life. Thank you for this today in Jesus' name. Amen.